Whoa. You know, um, this, I was, had the honor of being on um, the 700 Club last week. And all I can tell you guys, yeah, that was really an honor, is I have been praying for this house and from this house for 10 years. And I want you to know there are miracles in this house. And we are getting ready to go into a 21-day. I'm going I'm to be funny and cute, and I'm going to be serious. I got so much to share with you today, but I just this morning woke up and went into my prayer room and just um, began to really intercede for you because I know so many of you personally, and I know what you're praying for. I know what you're warring for. I know what you're believing for, and I want you to know your face comes to my eyes often when I'm on my prayer walks, and I don't take that lightly when I am praying and I am walking. Um, God lays somebody out. You, you may get a random text from me. Because that's how Holy Spirit works. He prompts us. When someone comes to your mind or your heart, don't just go, yeah, I wonder what they're doing. Duh. That's not smart. What you're supposed to do is you're supposed to reach out and text them and go, hey, just wanted to know how you're doing. Is there anything I can pray for you for? You're never going to learn to hear from the Holy Spirit if you don't lean into the Holy Spirit. Okay, you're with me? And you have to, I'm going to give you some practical tools today. I am a life coach at heart. I've been a life coach for over 25 years. So today's message is going to be more of a coaching lesson for you today. But we are getting ready to go on to our 21-day fast. And you know what's so cool? I want to show you how God works. I was doing my prayer walk on Wednesday in between the rain and everything else. And I'm walking and I'm praying and talking 21 days, 21 days. What do you want to do in 21 days? And who fasted for 21 days? And Holy Spirit, when he prompts me and he really does speak to me, it's in my spirit. When you get a creative idea, remember, he is the God of creation. You're not that creative. When you get a creative idea, it is for you to do something with it because he's nudging you. So he says, make sure it's say 21 days. And I'm like, well, God, I mean, you know, I love clothing and we love our clothing line, but this is Wednesday and we're talking Sunday. And he said, make shirts that say 21 days, because when you wear this shirt that says 21 days, someone's going to say to you, what's 21 days? And you're going to have an opportunity to witness. See, I'm trying to give you tools. I'm trying to give you something. So when someone says, what's up with the 21 days, you get to say, I'm believing God for my miracle over 21 days. I'm moving into a fast for 21 days. So I called Rosio. I said, Rosio, we're going to LA. We'll get, she went up to LA. She met with our vendor. She bought the sweatshirts. I said, Courtney, we need a label. She got a label. She got a logo. She got Michael to come in. We sent it to the, to the, uh, to the gal. She goes, when do you need these by? We said, we need them by Saturday. We picked them up last night. I want you to buy every T-shirt, sweatshirt. Now, look, what you know when you buy stuff from a boutique is it's cool, right? You aren't wearing some nerdy church shirt that you're trying to support the effort. If you're going to walk out of Influence Church, you're going to walk out to influence the world, okay? Come on. So we have cute dresses. We have cute sweatshirts. and Because I, I want you to be cool when you're sharing your testimony. So when you wear that 21 days, and then what I want you to do, if you'll do me a favor, I want you to come to me and say, i got to tell you my story. Because we're going to start recording the stories of the 21-day fast. You're going to start coming to me and saying, hey, my boss said, what's up with 21 days? And you're going to say, you know, my church asked me to join them in a corporate fast. And I'm believing God for a miracle in my family, in my life, in America. And you're going to share your testimony. So get those shirts. They're always witnessing tools. We have you guys in mind. So we start our fast on Saturday. Say with me, Saturday. Now, you may be visiting, or you may say, look, I don't fast. That's not my thing. You know, I love your church, love your worship, love what you do, but fasting's not my thing. That's great, and that's up to you. Fasting is something that you feel compelled to do, prompted to do, and have a desire to do. Do not enter this church fast with us unless Holy Spirit leads you to do it. I will tell you, chances are he will. 
because he wants you to join a corporate fast. And we're gonna talk about that a little bit. So we start that on Saturday. Now, a lot of you have asked me over the last few years, Pastor Tammy, why do we fast? I don't get fasting, I don't understand it, I didn't grow up fasting. So I'm gonna give you a Q&A on fasting today. What is fasting? And in the book, Fasting for Miracles, can we really fast for a miracle? Like if I go without food, is God like, okay, you good little boy or girl, I'm gonna give you your miracle because you went without food. That's not what it's about, fasting is for you. Fasting isn't for God. Fasting, you're going to learn today, is going to push you through. It's going to teach you how to trust God. You're going to have eyes to see and ears to hear like never before. But why miracles? Why miracles? Honestly, I wrote this book because I needed a miracle. When they asked me to write a book with them last year at Charisma House, I began thinking, what do I want to fast for? And God said, fast for your miracle. And there was something I was personally praying for, something very near and dear to my heart. And I began to have my own personal fast for my miracle. And God said, write a book, Fasting for Miracles. So if you ask yourself, why miracles? Well, the definition of miracle, listen, and I, I'm the kind of person that I have to take notes. So literally, if you want this, if you were in a coaching session, and when I'm hired by companies to come in and coach people, they pay a lot of money for that. And you don't have to pay today unless Holy Spirit tells you to give an offering, and then you should. But get out your pen and your paper, because I literally, I'm going to give you some tools today that will help you. It's going to help you through that 21 days when you're really tempted and tested and hungry. So what we're fasting for, miracles. Merriam-Webster says a miracle is an extraordinary event manifested by divine intervention. It's a miracle when only God can do it. It's not a miracle when your husband makes it home in time for dinner. Oh, Joe made it home in time for dinner. It's a miracle. No, Joe just knew if he wanted to eat today, he better get home in time for dinner. You have to understand what miracles are and what they aren't. We've made miracles kind of like, oh, it's a miracle. No, it's only a miracle when the God of the universe intercedes. It's only a miracle when God does what you can't do. Are you with me? I want you to believe God for miracles in your life, marriages in your life, wayward children in your life, healing in your life, America in your life, things we need miracles for. Something only God can do, nobody else can do. About a year ago, almost a year ago, maybe eight months ago now, our prayer team, and we have a prayer group, Cheryl's on that, and she sent a prayer request to our group, and she said, hey guys, would you please pray for baby Ella, um, Ellie. Baby Ellie literally is five, I think at that time, maybe uh, five weeks old. And then by the time she was in three months old, she was um, she had cancer. They were under she was undergoing chemo for brain cancer, and um, you'll find out more about that. But I want you to see this story right now because if you don't believe in the God of miracles, you will never see the God of miracles. Listen, if you don't believe in the God of miracles, you will never see the God of miracles. This little girl went home cancer free this weekend. Take a look. We've seen cancer disappear. We've seen broken bodies heal. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We've seen real life resurrection. We've seen mental health restored. Don't you tell me he can't do it. Don't you tell me he can't do it. We've seen
I can't make it through watching that video without crying. She rang the bell. She's cancer-free. She'll be one years old next month in February. Don't you tell me my God can't do it. Some of you look at me and you say, you know, Tammy, you look cray-cray. I want to be cray-cray for Jesus. I am at a stage in my life where I want to see Jesus come down. I don't want to mess around anymore, so I get a little excited. So let's do a little Q&A. So you might ask me, how does fasting work, Pastor Tammy? What is fasting all about? Well, fasting is a spiritual discipline like other disciplines God gives us. Do you know that God gives you tools? Now, a lot of you guys, you work with tools. You know what tools are. God gives you tools so you can know him, you can walk with him, you can have victory with him. Prayer and fasting are tools. The Bible tells us in Matthew 17, a, a daddy brought his little boy to Jesus and said, heal my little boy. Your disciples couldn't do it. And the disciples came after Jesus healed him and said, Jesus, why couldn't we call the demon out of the little boy? And Jesus looked right after him after he'd already given him all power and authority chapters before. And he said, some things only happen by Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. They're tools in your warfare that you need to be using. Now, I believe in tools. I am a life coach and I use baby tips and tools. He knows that all the time. He says, Tammy, you got your tips and tools? I'm always talking about resources to make us better. And as a pastor's wife, one of the biggest things I care about is that our young women in this church find godly men. Jesse, that they find godly men. Madison, that they find godly men. In Jesus' name. And as their mama, I'm their spiritual mom. Mama, I'm always seeking for godly men. I want a stud. I'm looking for a stud for these guys. So you're not going to believe it. You're not going to believe it. Miracle working God. So the other day, I'm at the hardware store, and I find a tool. And it says right here, I just read it. It's right here. It says, perfect. I got to get in the light. Makes stud finding simple. I am going to find me a stud for my girls in the house. Ain't no guys going to be coming around my girls that don't love Jesus, don't love their women. Now listen, obviously I might have a little trouble because that's not what this tool was meant for. Right? It was meant for studs. And I have a stud in my family. My son-in-law is the other than my husband. My stud-in-law. Now, my, see, my husband would never use this. My husband would hire someone that had this tool. My son-in-law would use this. So Brandon, you come, you come get this because you are the stud in our family. I love you, baby. But, but here's my point is you got to have the right tools. Are you with me? Every time you see a stud finder, you're going to be looking for a godly man. But listen to me. Do you have the right tools? I want you to understand the power of fasting. I am very convicted about fasting. And when we enter this fast on Saturday, I want you to know how to do it. So it's very important that we know how to fast. Now, why do I fast? What's the reason that I fast? Well, there's four reasons that I believe you might want to enter this fast with us. Number one, if you feel far from God. If there's ever been a point in your life when you've been closer to God, I want you to consider fasting. Number two, if you need a breakthrough and you need prayer in your life. If you just say, I am a mess right now and I need God to answer, or if you'd want to go deeper, that's where I am right now. I just want to go deeper with God. I want to know more of God and see more of God. Or if someone invites you to join them on a corporate fast, then consider fasting. So that's why we fast. You see, Moses fasted on the mountain when he went to get the Ten Commandments. David fasted when he battled for the life of his son. Esther fasted to save her nation. Daniel fasted to show the power and testimony of his God. Elijah fasted when he was lonely and afraid. Jesus fasted when he battled Satan in the garden. Paul fasted when he shared his witness. Why should I fast? Because God calls us to fast. Now, some of you ask me, I'm gonna be real honest, what do I fast? What are the foods that I fast? Well, first of all, 
Fasting is food. It's not social media, and it's not the internet, and it's not Netflix, and those are all great things to give up. Honestly, some of us need to just pull away from some of those electronic gizmos. But that's not fasting, that's omitting them. That's not doing them. That's being convicted to stay away from it. That's being disciplined to stay away from it. Food is what you fast. The reason I say that is the name fast in the Bible, literally in the Hebrew means shut your mouth. And in the Greek, it means no food. So when Jesus is talking about fasting, when God is talking about fasting in the Old Testament, it literally is food because that's what you're going to struggle with the most. That's what your flesh hungers for. That's what your flesh wants. That's why you've got to learn to war with your flesh, and I believe it's food. Now, some of you have come and said, okay, I'm going to do this 21-day fast. I'm going to give it a try. What do I fast? How do I fast? What does it look like? Well, there are a few fasts in the Bible. One's called an absolute fast, and I would not recommend that unless God tells you to do that and your doctor says it's okay to do that because that's no food, no food at all. That's an absolute fast. Jesus did an absolute fast. Moses did an absolute fast. Elijah did an absolute fast. But it literally is 40 days without going without food, and that's a tough fast unless you're prepared for that. But there's also a partial fast. So some of you might want to join Pastor Phil and I. We do a partial fast. So we don't eat from sunup to sundown. We don't eat all day long. Um, I usually have a cup of coffee in the morning. I just drink water through the day. And then at night, we have an evening meal. Now, maybe you say, I can't go all day without eating. You might want to consider the not eating till lunch. So go without breakfast. Say, you know, I'm going to join you as a church. I believe in this 21-day fast. I believe you've taught me why fasting is important. I'm going to do it. Then just fast breakfast, but start somewhere. I believe it's important to start somewhere. Some of you can do a juice fast. You say, you know, I really can't give up food. I've got to have something in my system. I'm diabetic or my, my insulin gets low, so I have to have something. Then consider a juice fast. You can have juice throughout the day. Or you can do the Daniel fast, which you'll read about in my book. I walk through every one of these in the book. So literally, this is a fasting for dummies book or fasting for victory or miracles, whichever you want. But you can literally read through this book. I walk through every one of these, and you'll walk through them. The Daniel fast, what Daniel did was he came before the king. He said, I will not eat your choice foods. I want to show you that my God has anointed me and called me. I will not drink your wine. I will not eat your meat. I will not eat your sweets and your carbs. Oh, that, hit, that one hit me. Like I, I did a Daniel fast once. Uh, I'd rather go without food. It's, it's hard. I'd rather have my carbs at night. You know, you got to know what works. The Holy Spirit's going to convict me and say, I want you to do a Daniel fast now that you told everybody you can't. That's kind of how he works, you know? He just kind of pushes me a little bit. But that's what the Daniel fast is. So you might want to try that. Again, I mention all those in the book. I teach you through those. I coach you through those. So you might say, who should fast? Like, who's supposed to fast? The leaders of the house, the family, churches, uh, leaders, who? Well, I believe everyone can fast. I believe everyone can fast something. Matter of fact, our daughter, Jen and Brandon, their family's fasting. They're teaching their daughters to fast. So the girls are going to fast from sugar for 21 days. And that's something they're choosing as a family to do. I would not recommend it for your children unless Holy Spirit prompts you, which, again, he may. Because I think we have to do something the Bible says, raise up a child in the way they shall go. And when they grow old, they will not depart from it. We are not teaching Christian values and truths to our children today. We are not teaching them how to know the Word of God, read the Word of God, believe the Word of God, practice the Word of God, the tools of the Word of God. In the Bible, the Bible tells us in Joel 2, now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all of your heart, with your fasting and your weeping and your mourning. Gather all the people together and sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders and gather the children. 
So there's something about raising up your family. What you literally do is on Saturday, and between now and Saturday, you begin to prepare yourself as a family. You talk about it. You buy the right groceries. You put things on the wall. I'm going to give you some things to do through the week. But you have to know you want to do this. You have to have a conviction to do this. You have a discipline to do this. You see, prayer and fasting take desire and discipline. Now, I understand in a church this size and with everyone here, not everyone's going to walk away and say, I'm going to do the fast. And that's fine. Maybe you'll move into some prayer. Maybe you'll understand worship. But I want to tell you that I truly believe I did not grow up fasting. I grew up in the church. My whole life has been in the church. I never heard a message on fasting until we started Influence Church. And I don't think we're teaching it in our churches. And there is power in fasting. There's breakthrough in fasting. There's healing in fasting. We've got to get back to teaching it. But it takes desire and discipline. And discipline's hard, you guys. Every one of us know how hard discipline is. Your flesh is hungry. Your flesh wants something. You're going to fight it in your flesh. You must want God more than your necessary food. You must want God more than your necessary food. You know, self-discipline is an interesting word. It literally means the ability to control one's feelings and overcome one's weaknesses. Now, if there's anything I'd love to teach to this church, it's self-discipline. I believe in discipline, be honest with you, in my eating, in my exercise, in going to bed on time. I just want to live a disciplined life. I believe a disciplined life is not only a healthy life, but a happy life. And just throwing it out there, we're living in a day with so little self-discipline. Whatever you want to say, wherever you want to go, whatever you want to post, whatever you want to protest, you have a right. You gave up that right when you started following Jesus Christ. You gave up that right to do everything your way when you said you were going to follow Jesus. And if this is nothing more than self-discipline for you for 21 days, for you to show yourself and show God that you're willing to be disciplined, I believe you all need to practice. It's the ability to pursue what one thinks is right despite temptations to abandon it. I tell you what, about 2 o'clock in the afternoon, I am ready to abandon my fast. My stomach is growling. I am hangry. Do not get in my way. I want to eat. Uh, Everything's just coming against me. I just want to munch on something. That's my flesh. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5, walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. See, the reason we fast is because we learn how to battle our flesh. Are you with me? Every one of you fleshly people out there. All of us are fleshly. There's things we want, we desire, we're going to get, we go after them. That's the flesh. That's the human part of how God made us. That's humanity. But when you learn to fast, you learn to submit your flesh, to control your flesh, to not let your flesh rule you. I believe God wants to do something fresh. I love this. David Platt said, fasting is feasting on fellowship with God. Fasting is feasting on fellowship with God. Jesus said in John 4, 32, I have food to eat that you know not of. How many of you are watching The Chosen? I, I love that, it, you know, whether you're in it or out, it doesn't matter. But that when Jesus is, every time I sing now, I just see his face, that actor. I just kind of see him. I think they've done a great job with, with portraying him. And when he looked at, he says, boys, he's talking to the disciples. I love how they just make him real. Boys, I have food to eat that you know not of. And I'm like, that's going to be a John 4.30. Yeah, John writes it down. He puts it in his gospel. Jesus said, I have food to eat you know not of. I'm telling you what, you'll never know the food of the kingdom when you fill your, butt, your belly with flesh. You'll never know the food of the kingdom. You'll never know how God can satisfy every craving you have until you fast. Fasting, listen, is warfare. I'm not going to pretend that's going to be easy. I'm not even going to pretend that it's going to be fun. 
But I will promise you, you will get breakthrough. I will promise you, you will get closer to God. I will promise you will learn how to do warfare. It teaches us how to battle the enemy. Listen, if I can say no to the enemy when he tempts me with food, I can say no to the enemy when he tempts me with other things. Are you listening to me? It's me learning how to say no when I want that snicker bar. To say no, me, it's chips or bread. And I just see them, especially pretzel bread. I just like see it everywhere. I just see it. I can taste it. I can just, it lures me away. You know, Phil's calling me, babe, you down there? No, the pretzel bread is calling me. I swear to you, that's the truth. I've done that on numerous occasions. There's things we love because that's gratifying our flesh. I just eat, oh, especially when it's fresh. You just, can you smell it right now? It's like so good. Because we're meant, we're meant to eat. We're meant to do that. So that's a part of our humanity, our flesh. But when I say no, and I say yes to Holy Spirit, what'll happen, and I'm gonna give you some tools. If you'll, I'll talk to you in a minute about the morning videos I do. I'll, every morning I'm gonna meet you at seven o'clock in the morning. I have a morning video for 21 days where I'm gonna be your coach for the day. So you'll watch those videos every day. And I'll give you some tips and things to, to be strong through the day. But every time my stomach growls, I know I'm in warfare. And I start speaking to him. I say, Satan, you are a liar. You have no authority over me. You have no authority over my marriage. You have no authority over my children or my grandchildren. You have no authority over America. My God, my Jesus. And I start talking to him. I start talking to him. I remind him who he is. I remind him that greater is he that is in me than he that is in the And I speak to him. And before long, within two to three minutes, my stomach stops growling. And I forget I'm hungry. Have you ever been like so hungry at work one day and you're famished and your boss calls you in and you get working on a project and you go, oh my gosh, I'm not even hungry anymore right? Because what you have to do is you have to push through the hunger pains. I'm telling you right now, you're going to be hungrier than you've ever been once you start this fast. Your stomach's going to growl all day long. You're going to want food you've never wanted before. Everybody's going to bring cupcakes into the office. It's just going to, it's everywhere because the enemy's trying to tempt you with something that you've made a commitment to give up to God. Are you with me? This is why I'm telling you, this is a battle. We don't play with this. It's a tool. It's warfare and it's real. So really, I believe moving in to what God wants you to do. So what do I do on my fast? I want you to see this slide um, right now. I think these are really great points. We're going to put on my social media feed so you can see it. When you're on your fast for 21 days, listen to me. First of all, ask God to take you personally deeper with him to give you insight, wisdom, and revelation. So on these 21 days, you wake up in the morning, maybe have a cup of coffee, get yourself, spoil yourself, and buy a big jug and fill it with water and take it with you everywhere you go. Every time you're hungry, say, take this. And you just fill up your tummy with water. You just get so full of water. That's warfare. That's outsmarting the enemy. Are you with me? I'm trying to teach you how to do warfare here. So ask God to take you deeper. And then pray when you're hungry. Don't just sit there and say, yada, 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 whatever, yada, yada. Push through. Pray through. Believe through. Talk about your miracle. Believe God through that time. So when you're hungry, that's when you're doing your warfare. Then drink a lot of water. Drink a lot of water. It's just really important to keep yourself hydrated. And then be prepared for adversity and distractions. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just trying to warn you. I'm, I mean, I've been so excited about this message. I have been praying about this message for weeks and, and just like all this kind of stuff. And two days ago, I literally get, they think, like they say, you have, a, you have kidney stones. I don't know if you know anything about that, but they're very painful. And I'm like at home and I'm going, are you kidding me? 
Are you kidding me? I've got my hot water bottle on my back. I'm walking around. I'm canceling meetings. And I got so mad at the enemy. I got up this morning. I started praising him and worshiping. And I don't know, but I, right now I don't have no kidney stones. That's all I can tell you. Now, now I'm telling you to say, you have to realize who you're going to follow and who you're going to listen to. I want to war the enemy. I don't want to be afraid of him. I don't want to cower. I don't want to be um, intimidated by him. I want to realize I have power over him. My God conquered the enemy. Do you believe that? Is that true in your life if you moved into that. So I have warred the last few days. I have prayed. I have pushed in. I have believed God for strong things in my life. Be prepared for adversity and distractions. And then keep worship music going. Influence music, I would say. Just keep it going all the time. Play it. Praise. Believe. Move. Go on a prayer walk. And then when I'm on my prayer walk, I just talk out loud to God. Now, some of you have seen me. I hear you honking me. I'm walking down. And I just start, I mean, I, I talk to him. I talk out loud. I thank him. For, for everything he's given me. I'm praying over my family and my kids and I'm thanking him for the heaven open up and I'm seeing him right here at the right hand of God the Father and I'm thanking him one day I'm gonna be there and I'm just, I'm praying and I'm talking. What happens when I do my prayer walk? I get in that motion of having relationship with God. Does that make sense to you? That you're moving and you're walking and you're seeing him. Listen, nobody can be responsible for your spiritual walk but you. Nobody. You are as close to God as you wanna be right now because if you wanted to be closer, you'd find a way to get there. Every one of you, I mean, all of us. I mean, nobody can spoon feed you. It's time now for you to be mature adults that really believe God wants to do something with you. Not the wife, not the kid, not the church, you. Your testimony, you will stand before the almighty God of the universe and give an account for your life. That's not to be something to fear, that's something to look forward to because you get to say, God, thank you for using me. Thank you for speaking to me. Thank you for, for my church. Thank you for what you've done. Pour into what you're going to say to Jesus when you meet him. And then have specific things that you're fasting for and talk with God about it. Is it your marriage? Is it your child? Is it your health? Is it your job? What do you need breakthroughs? And then record or journal what God's doing day by day in your life. Expect to see God work in your life. Expect to see God work in your life and speak your miracles out. And then I wanna encourage all of you guys to follow me. Every morning, I'm gonna be doing those fasting videos. It's accountability. I'll look right at you eyeball to eyeball. I'll give you some ideas. I'll ask you how you're doing. I'm gonna say, did you break your fast? That's okay, get back on the horse. It's okay, we're gonna have those. I'm gonna give you just a little clip of what those morning videos look like. No other creation but humanity was created in his image. We're the only ones created in his image. And I want to say to you today in our coaching video, I want you to understand that God created you with the gift of creativity. Now listen, this is so good. This is your takeaway for today. Every one of us have a creative spirit. If you've ever said to yourself, ah, I'm not creative, I'm not really good at anything, you literally are defying the very act of God in creating you to be in his image to be creative. As an entrepreneur, I love to come up with ideas, whether it's writing a book or starting a company, because God made me creative in his image to create. So every morning, I'll meet you with some coaching. So make sure that you get those on my website, TammyHotsonPillar.com. Let me be your coach. It's free, but let me be your uh, fasting coach for the day. Well, let me tell you what we're going to do right now in closing, because I want to take a few minutes to do this. Do we have um, these bookmarkers ready to go? We came up with bookmarkers, and I want every single person to take one of these right now, because we as a church are fasting for three things. 
Now, I know you're fasting for certain things in your life, your marriage, your family, your kids, but we're going to ask you to join us on this corporate fast for 21 days. And on the back of this bookmark, it's going to tell you what we're fasting for. And over the next three days, we're going to give reports of how God's breaking through with miracles in these three ways. Let me walk you through this. The first thing that we're going to fast for is that we're going to ask God to bring a revival to the church, to bring a revival to the church. I believe for church growth. Now, let me tell you what I mean by church growth so you'll know how to pray. Listen, everybody, this is how you're going to pray for this. We're going to ask that right here at Influence Church, we're going to go deeper as a church, that you, Christy, are going to go deeper as a woman and as a mom, that you're going to go deeper, Diane, as a wife. You're going to go deeper in your walk, that you're going to go deeper, Jen, with your ministry. We're going to begin to pray deeper. You're going to go deeper, anime. You're going to go deeper. You're going to move out of everything that the enemy is trying to distract you with, and you're going to go deeper in your walk. So we're going to pray that our church body goes deeper, for church growth deeper, but we're also going to ask for church growth with numerical growth. I believe that God wants to fill up this house. I believe that we need to gather together and we need to be together. There's so much energy and synergy when we walk in this church and we high five and we see everybody up here praying. You need to be here on Sundays. You need to be with one another. So we're praying that God would bring church growth. God's doing so many things. The Bible tells us in Acts 2, listen, and the Lord added to the church daily those who were being saved. Listen, Jesus came. They were in the upper room. He was with the disciples. He said, I'm getting ready to go away. But I want you to go out with the gospel. And the Bible said the Holy Spirit dropped in the house. Listen to me. Holy Spirit dropped in the house in the upper room. Holy Spirit is dropping in this house. Holy Spirit is moving and shaking and convicting and growing and healing. Holy Spirit is moving. In Acts 13, 2, it says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart Barnabas and Saul for the work. They fasted, they prayed, they believed they were on fire. The church has to wake up. The church has to rise up. We have to be different. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. We are sleeping. We are not moving in the Spirit of God. We've got to do something. Listen, I read this and it broke my heart. Church membership and belief in God have declined during the pandemic years. Survey data suggests trends away from organized religion and the church. At least one-fifth of Americans today embrace a re no religion at all. Research calls them the nuns. And I don't mean the Catholic kind. The nuns. I don't have a religion. Let me tell you what, you won't stand one second before the God of the universe and you will have a religion. His name is Jesus. There is only one religion. His name is Jesus. We don't play with God. What makes us think we're any different? You're going to read over and over and over in this book from the Old Testament how God's people walked away with arrogance and pride and self-sufficiency. The first day that we look at miracles, it's the miracle of creation. The creator God created you. Don't you ever think you're all that without God? but you are everything with God. Know who you are and walk in your power and your authority with God. So we are praying for revival in the house, but we're also praying for revival in America. God, we know we need it in this country. This country is a mess. And you may you say, I'm not political. Well, you better get political. Or there will not be a place for your children and your children's children. Now, I'm serious about this. You may not want to follow the news. You may not be a part of what's happening. But, but I'm telling you what, America is like no nation on the earth. And we have stood for God. 
and all this wokeism and all this, I'm not political and all this, we can't love one nation over another. Right now, we are still one nation under God. And if you don't fight for it, I'm telling you what, there will not be an America. There will not be a nation that can stand. I have friends in Europe that tell me in their churches, they can't call out God the way we can in America. And I'll tell you what, under this administration's watch, they're trying to change that. Wake up, read the news, do something. Do, get angry, you should get angry about those things because this nation is not the nation you grew up with. And what they're trying to teach our children is wrong. So we've gotta do something about that. I'm sorry, I get passionate about that one. <laughs> but we gotta pray for the health and the healing and the wholeness of America. The Bible tells us very clearly in 2 Chronicles 7, 14, if who? My people. My people, he says, who are called by my name will do what? Will humble themselves, will seek my face, will pray and turn from their wicked ways. Then and only then will he turn from heaven. He is not about, well, you know, they're my sweet, they're small. What do they want today? You know, these fathers, well, I don't know. What do you want to do today? They ask their kids, tell them what to do today. It's called chores. It's called making a living. It's called respect. It's called honor for authority. I'm just, these kids come in and they, oh, nothing makes me matter. Kids sitting down when an elderly person walks in and they just sitting there like this. I don't wanna slap them silly. When someone of authority and honor walks in a room, you stand up and you respect them. We, we don't even teach that anymore. So when all these kids are trying to run America and you wonder what happened to America, you remember it was on your watch. I, I'm serious about this. When the British Isles stood on the brink of invasion, King George III proclaimed a solemn day of prayer and fasting in which he called the nation to petition God for deliverance. John Wesley records in his journal that on Friday, February 6, 1756, the fast day was a glorious day, such as London had scarce ever seen. Every church in the city was more than full and a solemn seriousness sat on every face. A few years later, when America began their revolution against British rule, one of the first rulings of Congress was to call a national day of public humiliation. God forbid America would ever feel humiliated. Oh God, that makes me sick. Oh, I'm sorry, we just, why should I feel humbled? We are, because we're Americans, because we have soil to pray on, to believe on, to fast on, a national day of public humiliation fasting and prayer on July 20th, 1775. And then on April 30th, 1863, Abraham Lincoln decreed Proclamation 97, a day of national humiliation, fasting and prayer. They took all that from the book of Joel when Joel proclaimed a fast of repentance in um, Joel 2. He said, now therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all of your heart, with fasting, with weeping, with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord. He doesn't want you to rend your garments. Don't tear your clothes and show everybody, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. Turn your heart to God. Get before God. If you can't be alone with God and look at yourself and look at your heart, then you have a problem. That's what fasting will do. It will push you deeper. It'll push you in. Every time your flesh wants something, you either say no to your flesh or you say yes to your flesh. You decide what to do with that. Fasting will teach you how to temper your flesh. God wants to move, but I believe he also wants to move from miracles. There are so many miracles in this house. There have been so many miracles. When you pass that miracle wall, don't ever walk by that wall without extending your hand and asking God for the miracles. People put prayer requests in that wall by faith because they believe in miracles. When we first started this church, there were so many miracles 
And I'm telling you what, when I walk around Anaheim Hills before God is my witness, I am praying for a manifestation of miracles. I am walking around your house and my house. I walk around these streets and I just sing. It might be my fault. I've been singing a lot of, let it rain, let it rain, open the, I'm singing it, floodgates of heaven. And I've been singing that around Anaheim Hills and I think it got all the way to Sacramento. I mean, are you believing it? Does anybody believe in the reign of the Holy Spirit of God? Does anybody believe that God wants to give miracles? You may sit here and go, hey, that ain't for me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you feel that way. Because the God I know is a good God and a gracious God, a God who wants to give miracles, who wants to have intimacy and relationship, who wants to walk with me and talk with me and love me, who wants to have breakthrough where I have struggles and temptations. I got a whole lot of temptations and you don't need to know any of them, but he knows them all. And I talk to him about it and I walk and I go, God, I hate that about me. And he said, I do too, let's work on that. Let's work on that. Come on, baby girl, we're gonna work on that one. And together when I walk and we talk, he begins to move in me and work in me to make me more into his image. And that's what he wants to do with you. I love this scripture. It says, you are the God who performs miracles. You display your power among the people. Our wall says expect a miracle because we expect miracles. Miracles in our families of unity and love and forgiveness. Miracles that are financial, jobs and work and opportunity and financial favor that God would bring an abundance of resources and divine blessings on this church, that miracles of prodigal children returning home to their families and families restored. If the pandemic did anything, it divided families. It divided friends. We've got to pray for revival in America. Miracles of prodigals coming for physical healings and cancer and sickness and disease. How about that video? How about people? Did you love that video where you could tell that there were prayer warriors over that little baby girl? That the pastor and the church came and prayed over that baby girl for physical healings of cancer and sickness and disease in Jesus' name gone. Good reports and miracle stories. Pray and ask God what He wants to give you. Now you may not want to fast and you may say, that's not my thing, but I'm telling you, there are tools that God gives us. Prayer, fasting, silence, solitude. There's spiritual disciplines that the church needs to learn. When there is a reawakening in America, when there is a revival in America, we will be prepared and equipped with our tools. So let me just ask you right now, whether you're joining us or not, just ask God, should I fast? And maybe you just, you wanna do an Esther fast for three days, great. Maybe you wanna do a Daniel fast for 10 days, great. Maybe you wanna do a 21-day Daniel fast with this church, a corporate church, that we're gonna ask for revival in America in our homes, in our church. But just truly ask God, should I fast? And then get the book, I literally walk you through how to fast, and then join me. The first videos actually will start on the 20th. It's an introduction video. I'm gonna walk you through how to prepare. I give you some little tips on how to stay strong through your fast. But guys, I'm gonna encourage you, pick up this book. Buy this book for you. Buy this book for a friend, maybe a small group of church in your neighborhood, and believe God for miracles. We all need miracles. If you don't need one, I bet your neighbor does. Someone needs a miracle. And then sell out, come on, I, I, we, gotta, we gotta get rid of all these shirts. Now, I didn't have that vision just because I wanted one. I want you to have one. 
I want you to wear 21 days. I want you to tell somebody what 21 days means to you, that you are standing strong for 21 days to see your breakthrough, to see your miracle. You know, as we get ready to go, I'm gonna have you stand, and as we worship right now, and Whitney leads us, I want you to begin to just pray over your life right now, and, and something has to hit you here. Whenever the Word of God is read, the Word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. So husbands, this isn't about your wife or your children, and wife, it's not about your husband or your kids. Everyone in this room, it's about you. Now listen to me as I close. Every one of us were born individually and independently from any other person. And we will meet God individually and independently from any other person. And as much as you love someone, you can't save someone. But you can go deeper. You can know God more. You can get serious with your faith. So I want you right now with your eyes closed just to say, God, what miracle do I need to be praying for right now? It might be the miracle of you. You need forgiveness. You need to give repentance. There's someone you're holding a grudge against. There's someone you don't agree with politically and you haven't spoken to them since. You're judging someone because you're so self-righteous. You haven't heard from God so long, you don't even know what his voice sounds like. You're new in your faith and you wanna grow. You've been invited into a 21-day fast. What miracle do you know? Now God knows and he's telling you, are you listening? And will you join us Pastor Phil and I lead you as shepherds because we want to take you deeper. We want to take you to the feet of Jesus. We want to be pastors. And we're not asking you to do something that we're not already doing. We want to see kingdom come. We want to see heaven open. We want to see a manifestation of miracles in this house and in this nation. So as we sing, you are worthy of it all. Make your commitment to Jesus right now. And then I want you to know that our prayer wall is open. Our prayer team's out there. Pastor Bethany, prayer team. If you're on the prayer team, you're dismissed right now to go stand at the wall. And if you need prayer every week over the next three weeks through our fast, we're gonna be at the prayer wall praying with you. Let me promise you, I doubt your miracle's gonna come your first week. You gotta stay strong, my friend. You gotta push through. Part of it is for you to grow, not just to give you your miracle. It's not just about getting the answer. It's about getting a relationship with Jesus. So often he'll just take us through the whole process to take us deeper. So if you need to pray, you go to that prayer wall. And we're gonna sing you are worthy of it all right now. I want you to sing that to Jesus as you commit your fast to him. And we begin together on Saturday the 21st to see God do miracles.